Section 2 of Birds and Nature, Volume 11, Number 5, May 1902. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Little Green Heron, Ardea Virescens. Oh, give me back my thicket by the marsh. Let me see the herons wade in the watery glade, and let me see the waterfowl go by glimmering against the sky maurice thompson in captivity the ardidae or the family of herons egrets and bitterns includes about seventy-five species which are worldwide in their distribution though much more common in temperate regions so widely scattered are the species of this family whose latin name means heron that most persons who are deeply interested in the study of bird life are more or less familiar with their habits the large size of the herons, together with their long bills, necks, and legs, renders them conspicuous and demands more than a passing glance from even the casual observer. Many bodies of water in retired locations will harbor at the proper season one or more species of this interesting family. One of the smallest of the herons, and one of the most common in many localities, is the little green heron, familiarly known to the rural Hoosier boy as the Skytipoke and to others as the pope it is not the purpose to give a description of this bird those of our readers if there be any who are not familiar with it will find minute descriptions of it in all the standard manuals however a few observations on its nesting and feeding habits may be of some value and interest in central indiana the little green heron arrives from its winter residence in florida or farther southward about the last of april and immediately begins nesting selecting if convenient second growth timber especially if there be a thicket of undergrowth but if these conditions be not at hand it seems to prefer as a site for its nest an old abandoned orchard or at least one somewhat remote from human habitation but not very far distant from a stream or pond in the fork of some tree ten to twenty feet above the ground is collected a considerable size but irregular and loose bundle of rough sticks in this by the middle of may or at times even earlier it lays from three to six greenish-blue eggs about an inch and a half long by an inch and a quarter in diameter the period of incubation cannot be long as some years young almost ready to fly can be found before the last of may we have never found more than one nest in the same immediate vicinity but according to ridgeway it sometimes nests in colonies for the remainder of the summer this is a social bird at least to the extent that the whole family remain together wading the water stalking along the banks or perching on trees bushes and logs at this time it displays some curiosity when a person comes warily into its haunts its long neck is stretched to its limit as the bird endeavors to keep an eye on the intruder and at the slightest suspicious movement on the part of the latter its long wings are raised in readiness for flight remain perfectly quiet however and it again resumes its occupation apparently unconcerned but let a sudden movement be made and then it awkwardly but quickly flies away uttering meanwhile a discordant squawk it is quite interesting to see one of these herons feeding it will wait along the edge of a pond or stream very slowly lifting its feet out of the water and carefully putting them down again its neck is folded so that it almost disappears the head being drawn back against the shoulders at last it sees an unwary minnow swimming lazily along 
slowly and carefully it leans its body forward and downward toward the water the long legs looking and acting almost like stilts still more slowly the head with its long stout beak moves cautiously toward the water surface very much like a young turkey seeks to capture a grasshopper then suddenly as if a spring had been set free in its neck the head is thrust downward until the beak or more disappears beneath the surface but only to reappear immediately with a struggling minnow or sunfish between its mandibles the prey secured the bird now walks to an open spot on the bank several feet away if possible from the water so that the fish cannot flop back into its native element with a blow or two from the bird's bill the fish is stunned and another moment has started head first down the heron's throat as the latter stretches its neck the descent of the fish is plainly to be seen until it reaches the body of the bird if the heron is not satisfied with its meal the same performance is repeated until at last it flies to some overhanging limb usually a dead one of a tree where it wipes its bill and finally flies away by the last of august or first of september it has gone on its southern journey and indiana knows it no more till spring henry h lane end of section two